This podcast contains themes of joy, laughter, and extreme stupidity without profanity, adult content, or similarly annoying and unnecessary themes that keep you from listening around your children, your pastor, or your uppity Aunt Janice who is always making comments about your life choices at family gatherings. Listener discretion is not advised. I'm the man. I'm what everyone is watching tonight. I feel like I was the main event. What if three friends pretended they were professional podcasters talking about the greatest sport none of them have ever competed in? It's like the great Ecuadorian philosopher Chido Vera once said. If you want to kick with a kicker, make sure you're ready for kick. This is my MMA podcast. Hey, all you couch warriors out there. We are back again. And gosh darn it, golly gee, so are you. I don't know how your week has gone so far, but I can tell you it's about to get a whole lot better because you made it back with me and the boys to the armchair pundit zone. So kick back, grab your Shirley Temples, and take a sip because it's about to get so chill. Non-alcoholic, Mark. You're going to forget that your boss is overpaid and clueless about the fact that you basically carry him in your weekly Zoom meetings (laughs) at the job you should have quit five years ago. Oh. No judgment, but good Lord knows we hear you. This is the mind. MMA podcast episode 35 known round town and round the world as the most violent family friendly podcast on the internet and you yes you are our favorite people in the entire world the my MMA podcast nation so get ready to enjoy nonsensical jokes about 90s pop culture bizarre parodies that only upstanding adults could understand and of course the beautiful personalities that only we can offer my gratitude is may be overemphasized to some, but to those who can appreciate the Rizza and the Jizza and the v- Ghostface Killa, Inspector Deck, you God, Raekwon, and Master Killa, Capadonna, and ODB are bringing up the rear, and that is week three of me working in Wu-Tang Clan. Come on, boys, because I'm Wu-Tang for life, baby. <laughs> now, I've got a lot of Diaz brothers' opinions I can't stop thinking about, but first, let me introduce myself. I am your introductor extraordinary. Mr. Mark Allen David, and with me as always are my two timers street rhyme MMA crew who works the pop and lock on the cardboard better than the stomp team outside a Kirk Franklin concert in 1996. <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> Good Lord. Now, don't underestimate these boys because they snatch the jewels, they make the rules, and make stone cold players feel like fools. Welcome to the big show, gents, because it is my distinct pleasure to introduce the greatest duo of bandits ever to touch a microphone mr wesley edwards and dj you trevor owens you see that what i'm doing right there dj right come on you'll put your hands together yay mark yay mark that was a good intro hey hold on mark hey i'm not done i need another clap i need another clap boys i need another clap come on for the boys the killers right here here's the question ask the question Here's the random question. All right, guys. So this week we are going to spin the wheel of questions for the random question. We thought this would be kind of fun. So I am going to give this wheel a nice spin. Oh, yeah. See what we got. See what we got. What is it? What is it? Oh. 
Let's see. John Hess's favorite. Nope, it went to the next one. Uh, it is. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, yeah, maybe next week. Here's to hoping. Here we go. <laughs> So, <laughs> gentlemen, and anybody anybody that's listening, how much time is acceptable to spend watching, studying, participating in uh, mixed martial arts viewing? Mm-hmm. So, if if you're trying to balance that family life, and you got fight nights <laughs> on every weekend, pretty much now, you got UFC pay per views, you got the Contender series, uh, and these are all just UFC events. And then you throw some Bellator in there and some one every now and then and some boxing. Boys, how much is too much? Wesley, how do you balance all of this MMA and what needs to be cut out? What needs to be at the top of the priority list? I have no idea. I already watch too much MMA. (laughs) Like, I don't don't even know how to answer that. Like, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm like... You definitely do. (laughs) Like, I'm the guy that spends two hours watching old boxing matches just because I want to score the fight. And it's like, <laughs> no, he's, he's for real. This is like a thing. It's so like, I mean, I was even thinking about, uh, I'm going to watch some Jack Johnson hey, fights. Better question for Wes specifically. How much time should you spend in the bathroom watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching fights? Well, if you're smart, you'll couple, you'll couple both, right? You'll get knock out two birds, with one stone. That's there. right. I think that's really smart. I don't, I just, I didn't know how much time you spent in the bathroom, which I'm, I'm just joking. I think it's an astronomical <laughs> amount of time, but anyway, go ahead, Trevor. what you got, buddy? <laughs> like, uh, now, now, Wesley, if if you wanted to watch a Jack Johnson fight, wouldn't it be better together to watch that fight? I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna make the joke too. That's funny. I was waiting. I was waiting. It's weird to better together when we're better together. I mean, if you think about it, Jack Johnson was a trailblazer. He was the he was before Muhammad Ali. I mean, the dude was getting arrested. Dude was getting arrested for uh, hanging out with white people back in 1908 when uh, he was the heavyweight champion of the world. When he should not have been arrested for something like that but i digress mm-hmm. i do at times obsess over over mma i love the sport like it's been my pastime since 1994 and it's been and i don't even know why i don't know why i'm so into it but it, it's probably because of a mixture of me being a wrestler uh me being into uh kung fu movies and karate movies uh it's probably a mixture of me being bullied as a kid and, I, and somehow that i live vicariously through these these fighters it's probably a combination of the, the just the fact that you know like dana white says fighting's in our dna right but then but then you, but then you had the storylines i mean think about all of the storylines over the last 20 plus years of these fighters and you just like it's you can't help but watch you can't help but watch what's happening and so like so mark what do we what do we cut out there's so much content out there and then i didn't even mention fight pass my gosh oh, yeah you could get lost in the world of fight pass you can get lost mark what do we cut what do we cut out so that we can spend adequate times with their families when there's so much great content out there what's how much what, what's too much mark what's the balance the first thing i would say is i don't think family is as important as mma and i think that's but no, let, let me say this. So I was actually, this is a great question. And, and also one of the things that I, I this, this is what, what I go as. Wait, are you saying, are you, are you, are you saying like, should I compare my marriage to Dustin Poirier? <laughs> 
Yes. Whatever episode that was on, that was genius. That was, that was, I mean, it was good. It was weird. It made me rethink our friendship. But I think what's most important is, is that we can all agree that it was super weird. And I think that's, that was the most important part. But anyway, um, with that said, uh, I think that, you know, there's something about the sport that's very unique um, about sports that's very unique to MMA. But so I would say this, there's all these levels. We talk about this all the time about people who are like, I'm I'm using air quotes right now. You guys can see this, but air quotes Then people talk about casual fans. I hate that because it, 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 uh, it it shames the people that don't understand certain aspects of the sport. Um, With that said, I think that more important than understanding who the training camps are, who, who the fighter is, who's the best fighter here, who's the best fighter there. Really appreciate the sport for what it is. And that's the fun part. So understand wrestling, understand jujitsu, understand what's actually going on in the ring. And then you get really wrapped up into it. So you don't have to follow the sport as a diehard live or die fan to truly appreciate what a bulldog choke is. To to answer your question, Trevor, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to say, watch the big ones, listen to the pundits, listen to what's going on and appreciate all the different aspects of the sport so that you can enjoy it in your own time. So my answer to you is I'm going to go with 875 hours a week. I mean, if only there was like this (laughs) wonderful podcast that could put you in the right direction on Apple, Spotify, or, or your, your platform, platform of, of choice, choice that, <laughs> that comes out weekly. I know. Wow. To guide, right. quote, casual fans and the crazy uh, people like Wesley, whose eyeballs are literally right. popping Again, out. Without the casual face. fans, there aren't other fans. Casual fans are people who love it. You know, I don't watch NFL. Um, I don't watch the NFL all the time. I do. I, I enjoy the sport. I don't. I'm not a big college football fan, but I can enjoy it. I understand what's going on. And that's what you should do. You should appreciate it for what it is. Um, you know, I'm, obviously, I'm a big mm. basketball guy, NBA guy, whatever. But hey, I don't watch it all the time. Then I have my own opinions about it, but dude, I love this stuff. Mark, I, I think I like you a lot less now for knowing that you don't like football as much, but <laughs> uh, you still got a lot of points with me. So you got, you got plenty to spare. My favorite college football team is Appalachian state. Oh, well, there we go. Now you're back on top. Speaking of app state. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Speaking of App State, first first game this weekend, Caleb Sperling going to line up and do some work. One of our My MMA Patreons. Do some work. Get some done, son. That's right. Get in there and get some work done, boy. He may be your MMA Patreon, but he's got my Uh-oh. blood in him. That sounded weird, but that's true. He is my, he is my cousin. Yes, way, you're on, way man. more Shout athletic out. cousin. Shout out. Yes. That's right. Way, way more athletic and really beautiful blonde hair. That guy's got some, mm-hmm. some beautiful dark He looks like locks. the guy from uh, The Beastmaster. That no one's ever seen. Please, please patch <laughs> or Highlander. Please patch some kind of cool music in when you say that, because that was pretty cool. There, Go, Caleb. <laughs> you guys remember the theme song to the Beastmaster? Neither do I. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted still to bring up the Beastmaster games. I'm still kind of this still kind of upsets me. Even my sister came over today, and she, I was like, "Do you remember the Beastmaster?" She's like, "Yes, we watched it all the time." I'm like, "He was the Beastmaster." Where are you at, Trevor? You got to go watch that. Hey, did you guys ever watch Ultraman? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, 100. I think there's a new one coming out, and I'm like, he's got the little thing in the middle of his chest like Iron Man. So I forgot about that. Mm. Anyway, great show too. <laughs> great martial arts show. It's a, it's like the the original Power Ranger. 
There you go. Make it check. It's it, it, it is. is based on a true story. I could not get that out of my head all week. Thank you, Wes, for your editing, and thank you, Mark, for taking up most of my week in my head. Oh gosh, that's him. Another week. It's pronouncing Rakic's name wrong, and it's just beautiful. <laughs> All right. How could it? How could it be so? How could it be wrong if it feels so right, guys? I just don't understand. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. All right. We're good. From the makers of the My MMA Steel Shorts, we present the My MMA Care Package for the MMA Addict. Do you spend too much time watching mixed martial arts? Does your family only get to see you during Invicta pay-per-views? We have the ultimate mixed martial arts care package for you. You will receive. 10 computer monitors to watch Dana White's Contender Series, Fight Pass, The Ultimate Fighter, How to Kick COVID to the Curb by Boss Rutten, UFC Pay-Per-Views, UFC on Versus reruns, Dana White's How to Shave Your Head Series, Matt Sarah and Dana White try easy stunts and watch random fighters, and finally, random grappling tournaments only fans with serious addiction issues choose to watch. You will also get one monitor to FaceTime your family. Yeah, you remember your family, right? The reason that you go to work? The ones you get confused with mixed martial arts fighters and referees? The My MMA Care Package also has a universal remote to turn the monitors off and take a hike with your family. Note, this walk shall not turn into a training montage from the 80s where you leave your family at the bottom of the mountain while you try to wheeze up it. The My MMA Care Package. While we all love MMA, Balance some time with your family. To receive the My MMA Care Package, go to www.there'smortolifeinwatchingfights.org. If you sign up today, you'll also receive the My MMA I'm Sorry box for your significant other, which includes a cassette or CD with songs by Peter Cetera, men's cologne from Abercrombie & Fitch, or women's perfume from Ulta, and lastly, a gift certificate to the Olive Garden for a date, all to merely say, I'm sorry for watching too much MMA. Again, to request a care package, go to www.nickdiazcanbeatmy.com. MikeTyson.com or call 1-753-273-4357. Again, that's one. Please help. And now a moment of wisdom with Nicholas Diaz. I go out there, what's the guy do? He tries to kick me right in my leg, you know? And uh, that's not a fair fight, man. And that's been a moment of wisdom with Nicholas Diaz. <laughs> this past weekend, gents, uh, we got Alistair Overeem at age 40 uh-huh. doing his thing. I predicted last week that Sakai was going to win. But our boy Overeem proved me wrong. So kudos to Mark and Trevor for calling that one and saying not only was he going to win, but they were pulling for him. So good for him. He's in a good spot in his life, it seems like. Really, really great performance. Yeah. And Sakai is no joke. But did you guys know, did you guys know that Overeem broke four of that dude's ribs? One with the kick and then two, and, and the other two with an elbow. Great performance by uh, Mr. Mm. Mr. Overeem at that age. So, Trevor, the, the the golden question here is the golden question. Who does Overeem? Who does Overeem fight? 
Who does he go against next? Well, honestly, I think he takes on the winner of Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. Aren't those two slated to fight mm. in November? From my memory, mm-hmm. so you want him to you want him to face Curtis Blades? Uh, I hope I'm right on that, but I think I think yeah, we'll call it slated because it could change. But yeah, because you think Curtis Blades will beat Derek Lewis? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think Blades will beat Derek Lewis. I really do. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Overeem and Blades, and then uh, hopefully that puts them him in position to have one. One last shot at the title. I mean, he pretty much has one more shot. Would you guys agree with that? He has one more shot at the title if he gets past like a Curtis Blades. Yep. Yeah, 100% agree. I, I like that. I I want. I, I would love to see Overeem and Derek Lewis. Like, I don't even care whether or not it's a good matchup. I just want to see that fight. You know, just, just the fan in me says, let's watch it. Run it, run it up the flagpole. That's such a great one right there. I think Overeem has a lot left in him. And I think, you know, that age factor thing, age factor thing, let it, let it go. Like, I mean, we've seen a lot of guys. I mean, hey, Randy Couture thing. Hey, let it be what it is. What do you got, Trevor? Uh, I was just going to say, he reminds me, Overeem reminds me of a Shanice song because he's oh got my. a great smile. And I love his smile. Do, 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 Y'all remember that I like your smile. Yeah, I remember that. What are you talking about? Yeah. I <laughs> love your smile. There you go, Mark. You know it. Overeem. Wes, you didn't jump in. Do you not remember that song? I don't you remember, don't remember the song, but it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's very okay. happy. You should definitely wake up to that. It was It was actually, I think it was the uh, It was the theme song to the Beastmaster, if I'm not mistaken. He was the Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 okay. So, so here, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see <laughs> Mr. Overeem go back up against Rosenstruck. Yep. That was doing my, I'm sorry, I'm doing my guitar. Rosenstruck! I do, I do exactly what you're doing. Rosenstruck! Yeah, yeah, yeah! No, that'd be a great. That's awesome. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's good, a, Mark. I'm, you're, yeah, you're welcome for that. No, that's a great pick. I like that. And now a moment of wisdom with Nicholas Diaz. You gonna tell me I didn't win that fight? I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. You act like I was, I was high or something. You know, that's why I won. Cause I was high. I was numb. And that's been a moment of wisdom <laughs> with Nicholas Diaz. <laughs> All right, so this is something I want to talk about, okay. which it's a little bit by uh, you know by accident almost because uh, we had Tiago Santos versus Glover Teixeira actually fall out due to uh, was it COVID? Was it a COVID yes. cancellation? Yeah. So they were the main event slotted for this com- upcoming weekend. So because they can't fight, that bumped Michelle Waterson and Angela Hill to the main event. And something that I think is significant, but Angela Hill will will be the first black woman to headline a UFC. Uh, card. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty significant. I mean, we were just talking about Jack Johnson, the 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 heavyweight boxer. You know, when he he was he was the first American black heavyweight champion of the world because they used to have two sets. They used to have a white champion and a black champion. Frank Childs was the first. You know, was a was the was the guy he beat to become the. Anyway, fast forward 110 110 years, 110 years, and we've got Angela Hill headlining the the UFC as the first black woman. Mm-hmm. Just some thoughts, Mark, on the significance of that. Yeah, I mean. I I think it is, but I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's really significant. It was not that long ago that we had a Dana White that said, we'll never have uh, women fighting in the UFC. Right. Boom. Okay, so what are we talking about right now? I mean, I don't want to overplay the fact that I think that, you know, when it comes to something like this, 
you know, um, it doesn't make this person that's coming up better or worse or whatever. I think the significance to me in the sport is that the sport is evolving in a way that even the people that thought they were in control at some point, AKA the Dana Whites of the world or whoever, who, you know, God bless him. He, you know, he was a pioneer. And uh, with that said, the sport is going faster and evolving quicker than even those people could have predicted. But I think it's really cool that we can recognize the fact that um, that we have now the opportunity for somebody like this to do something and to represent the sport that, that would have never otherwise been able to do so. So, you know, UFC and uh, in, in mixed martial arts as a whole is something different because the sport itself has not been around that long. It's it's the only sport that we have that has doesn't have the longevity. So we can go back into the history of baseball and basketball and hockey and football and, and all that kind of stuff. And even, even the Olympics, we don't have that. You're, you're actually watching history right now in this sport. And I think that's really super cool. And for fans appreciate watching history. I think this is, this is really cool stuff. I hope, I hope that, I hope that people do pay attention to it. I hope that people like just to get serious for a second yeah. as a father of three beautifully black Haitian boys, right? Like to be able to celebrate even in a sport that I appreciate and, and, and love like mixed martial arts to see that, you know, someone like Angela Hill and she's 35 years old. So she's not like, you know, a young, young gal, but I just think it's a really incredible right. thing for our sport. And it's an incredible thing that it's also a woman. And anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of this weekend and her fight. I couldn't believe when Wes told me that this is the first uh, black lady to headline a UFC. I just, I just couldn't believe it. Right. And uh, I think it's so cool. Angela Hill has such a great story. A great and story. if you look at the last four fights, she won three out of them. And she went to a split decision against uh, Claudia Gadea. And I'm telling you, you know, she was in Londa, or she fought for the championship a couple of times. So yeah. she's already yeah, been yeah. in the ring against Rose. I mean, you know, she's definitely battle tested and she has earned this spot. And kudos to her. I think that's a great thing that you just said. She didn't. Just this isn't this isn't a play. This has nothing to do with anybody making a play about her ethnicity or her background. She earned this. She straight up earned this. This just happened. I think that's a that's it's it's such a great part of the story. Well, and then sometimes as you know, you know, we don't typically talk about race or some of the heavier stuff that's going on in the news. But in a in a when you look at the pulse of our nation right at, at the current moment, it's these little these little wins like this that are that are you know, it's like the butterfly effect effect, you know, you don't feel the butterfly's wing, you know, but it, but it sets in motion things. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And so I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it guys. We had, I don't know if you guys are Michelle Pedeta fans. I mean, this is, this is the guy that literally does cartwheels. I am because you told me to be. <laughs> Like seriously, that's I, mean, I, I answered mean, the question legit. I am because you told me to be, and now I am. I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like he's taken my. He's almost. This is going to be a little controversial statement, guys. He's almost taking my Diego Sanchez no spot in my heart. No, might be no. Here, here's a guy. He keeps getting better. And how there in the world? Go. How in the world does he make 170 pounds? First of all, I mean, he looked incredible this past weekend. <laughs> he was ahead in the fight. The whole entire time, he does cartwheels. He jumps off the fence. He does. Uh, 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 what's what's the Brazilian martial art called? Capora, uh, ca- uh, not Capora, uh, Capo, Capoua, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's nuts. The guy's nuts. Anyway, 
Papahua. How far, Trevor, just let me ask you this. How far do you think Mr. Uh, Pereira can go in the UFC? <clears throat> well, I'm telling you, he's exciting. I'll, I'll say that. Um, the only thing is that welterweight division is stacked. stacked. And, and I'm telling you what, I don't know of Bro, any. Bro, it's stacked. What, name a weight class. Name a weight class that isn't really stacked. I mean, you can maybe argue that the 145s right. aren't stacked, but we don't really know because it, they really haven't got the press right. and the time that they need to evolve, really. I don't but, think, you know, since dude, uh, Jose Aldo Z- kind of left the division. But you got Zombie, Ortega, Holloway. Right. And then what if Cejudo comes back? And then Volkanovski. Do 45. Every, it's like you said, every... Weight class right now in the UFC is other than the mm-hmm. flyweight division in the women's division. Every weight class is jam packed. Sorry, go ahead, Trevor. Right? No, no, no. I was. I mean, that's what was going on in my head. But yeah, I think he can compete, and that's and and at this point with these elite level athletes, all you really want is the opportunity to compete. I think gone are the days that we have these. Re- ridiculous long runs unless there's just this amazingly special athlete eventually in the UFC at this high uh, level they are going to meet somebody on a given night that will beat them but, I agree you know all he wants is a chance to compete and and man I'm going to watch this guy's exciting super exciting reminds me of the greatness of reminds me of the greatness of Artem Lobov you know what I mean <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Artem Lobov is the GOAT. All right. I got some really important questions to talk to you guys about right now. Okay, hit me. We, we, we are watching the negotiations in front of our eyes via all of the mixed martial arts websites that's talking about it, which is not really in front of our eyes, but you get my point. Oh, Nate Diaz uh, come on now. is about to sign to fight Jorge Masvidal. Now, according to Mark, Nate Diaz is going to be a two-time or a two-division champ <laughs> by the end of 2021. Yes. Maybe by the end of the next month. Is, is, this, is this a rematch that is merited, first of all, because Jorge dominated, right? No, no. We, we, we've disagreed on that before. I, didn't, I don't think Jorge d- dominated, so no. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, cool. Trevor will be able to tell you wrong in just a second. <laughs> okay. Just disregard my, <laughs> my opinion. I appreciate that. Stockton slap. Well, there's a, I feel like there's a little bit of bias there, but that's fine. No big deal. No, it's fine. But also, by the way, before you go forward, I just want to give you another Stockton slap because, yeah. <laughs> Carry on, sir. Mark literally Trevor. has a Nate Diaz tattoo of his full body on his full body. So that's how big of a fan Mark is. <laughs> yes. I love me some Nate, but, baby. But you know, one thing I will say, one thing I will say, I will say this, Wes, it was a controversial ending to the Jorge Masvidal Nate Diaz fight. It was. You know, that's something that's been said that it was kind of a controversial ending. So, you know, maybe they should run it back. You know it's going to Con- make money. Controversial in that it got stopped because of big gash that Jorge put in his face by the damage. No, that- because no, because I mean, come on, seriously, like that, that gash has been there multiple times. The dude has his scar. Tissue. Not like that. Listen, not like that. When you say not like that, I wasn't done talking. <laughs> Look, I honestly, <laughs> okay. I wanted to watch and laugh. You know what? You're going to get a three piece in a soda for say for acting. Oh, a really? Uh, Am I? Yeah, People like that get three piece. With the soda. Yeah. A little, a little three piece in a soda. <laughs> okay. That's weird because I was just about to give you a boss root and liver shot. Oh yeah, well you're gonna get a, <laughs> you're gonna get. A, dang it! What what else do we have in this? I don't know. I was John has sapped the bomb. That isn't even. A, oh, boom! I'm John Hess. I'm from the Safta Fighting Center. I'm here to break people. Safta. 
atomic bomb of joy. Listen, guys, <laughs> I I thought, and I I mean, I was obviously super invested in that fight. I, I was, I just, I just wanted to see it. It, it. To me, it wasn't like about the title. It's a fans fight for me. You know, I'm Diaz, uh, Diaz for life. The only thing that's closer to my heart is probably the Wu-Tang Clan. I think we've discussed that before for three weeks in a row. The Rizza, the Jizza, the Ghostface Killer. So anyway, besides that, I'm Diaz for life. And I'm telling you, I really felt like and I've always felt this way. I think that that Nate, he's a longevity fighter. He did not get into the later rounds. And I get it. I understand what you're saying. I think that if it was, that's the strategy and that cut was terrible and, this, and the fight should have been stopped. But I think if the fight wouldn't have been stopped, I still think that Diaz wins that fight. And I think that in this second one, I think he's smarter than that. And I honestly believe, I, I, I'm not saying this just because I'm a fan, or maybe I am, but... Diaz wins this fight. Trevor, tell me. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, Mark, yeah, how is he going to win the fight? Is is Jorge going to slip on Nate's blood? I mean, there's no he had no chance of winning that fight. He he didn't show any offense. Oh, I get it. At all in that fight. Yes, he did. Yes, he did because he's from the street, Trevor. Walking you don't understand to the ring that. is not offense. That is not <laughs> offense. As soon as they started fighting, now listen, I was pulling for him. I was wholeheartedly wanting Nate Diaz to win. Wholeheartedly. Okay, you can't you can't agree you can't tell me that that Diaz didn't win a round. He did not win a round. I can. I can absolutely emphatically tell you he didn't win a round. I disagree. Now, and when they fight again, I'm going to pull for Nate Diaz. I want him to win. I just think that he can't beat Jorge Masvidal based on can that last performance. Can you put some good energy out in the universe? Maybe closer. Like, maybe. Because, I mean, at the end of the I day. Need. I need the Christmas spirit to come. And then after that, maybe I'll be a little bit more optimistic because the fight's going to happen in January. I'll tell you what. When you see the moon... <laughs> I'll lash her down. I'll pull down for it. Again, you still sound Irish. You still sound Irish. I've, I've lost track. Is that the, is he doing Christopher Walken or is that Sean Connery? Uh, 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 oh, Sean Connery. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Sean Connery doing, uh, doing the guy from, uh, it's a wonderful life. Okay. All right. If I got you it. see the moon, I'll just, right. I'll, 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 I'll grab the moon and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say weird things. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I'm I, this now. At this point, I think I'm Australian. Go ahead. And now a moment of wisdom with Nicholas Diaz. And anything that I did, I learned from, but it was because, like, you know, of my own ignorance as to what. Cause and that's been a moment of wisdom with Nicholas Diaz. All right, I got, I got one last question. There, we're gonna, we're gonna knock this out okay, real quick. I just want your quick opinion. Nate's older brother, Nick, is coming back. They're talking about it early 2021. I'm gonna throw out six names at you, Trevor. I just want you to pick the one most that you want to most see him fight. Yeah. Here we go. And then Mark, you're, you're, you'll go after him. Here's, here's a list of who I think. Could be potential fights, sellable fights for Nick Diaz. Okay. Robbie Lawler, Conor McGregor, Carlos Condit, Mike Perry, Darren Till, or Anderson Silva. Trevor, who do you want? You know, he hasn't won since 2011. Nick Diaz has not won since 2011. That's nine years ago. Uh, I think that's, that's not a point. Conor a- McGregor. I think that story uh, is oh. made. Because look, he, he's going to come after revenge for his brother. You know what I mean? He's going to try to avenge his brother and those 
stupid energy drinks that got thrown at him during that press conference. You know, I think this one is already made. Okay, so all right, Mark, who do you want? Who do you want? Hey, look, I think that's a good fight. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think what would be a great fight. Which I'll say this: I think he's got three fights left in him, and I think the best fight for him is a Robbie Lawler. I think that's a fight that he can win. I think the it's a fight he can dominate, and I think it's a fight that he could put a period on to say, "I'm back, boys. Give me two more, and let's let's go for let's go for something. Let's go for a title." Let's let's get it back. I think Robbie Lawler's the winner yeah. for me. Yeah, he had three fights left in him. Carlos Condit, George St. Pierre, and Anderson Silva. They're already Stop it. done. He just Stop like it. him. Don't do that. Stop it. You you're wrong. I disagree. Stockton slap on, on Trevor. <laughs> I, I get a universal Stockton slap anytime I want to, by the way, boys. But anyway. Also has the tattoo of that on his head. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated. The way it's got to be, you got to make your point known, even if you disagree. And if the judge likes your answers, you'll win eventually. So overrated, underrated, a game for you and me. All right, welcome back to another episode of Overrated Underrated. This is going to go fast, guys. We've got a different, new, upgraded version that we're going to call. We're actually not an upgraded version, just a different version of Overrated Underrated. I like it. This is where we give our opinions on, I don't know, Mark's spiel. Mark has a really cool spiel about our opinions. Opinions about stuff, the things that need to know, the people need to know about things that we need to know, but we also need to know, and you don't know them. Carry on. Boom. Whoa. This is basically... Somewhat professional. Somewhat. Somewhat of a spitfire, but we're calling it Versus. Versus. So we're going to start with round one. Bible Versus? Starting in Hebrews? Like the old television station that used to have the UFC? Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of, I guess. Actually, touche. Welcome. (laughs) Nice nice little callback to 2004. Well done, sir. They didn't get that in Oklahoma. Or five or six. We got it. uh, We don't have a calendar. It doesn't make sense, but I went with it. So here we go, guys. (laughs) Trevor, Trevor, you're going first. I just need your answers. I just need to know what you think. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Trevor, Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James. Who wins? Ooh. Uh, in a fight, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James seems to be the biggest wimp I've ever seen play a professional sport. I've never seen somebody wow. 6'8 that is so athletic that flops anytime a point guard hits him. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. Now, kudos to him for what he did in Akron for those uh, underprivileged kids. Like, that has my heart. But come on, man. You got to man up a little bit. All right, Mark. Oh, I'm I'm Kobe all the way. Kobe was the hardest working guy loving it uh, in the NBA at, at, at that level. You know, there's a lot of guys that worked really, really hard. Right? I could talk about tons of guys, especially from that era, that worked really hard. But Kobe was a guy that had a lot of talent, but uh, he worked. He worked so hard. Like, if you, you go back and watch his interviews when he talked about Shaq and how much he gave Shaq a lot of garbage about just not getting in the gym, this guy wanted it really bad. And uh, he didn't he didn't uh, trip over his talent um, to... to to be the dream. And I think that that's one of the coolest things that you could ever ask for a professional athlete is to be, you know, physically privileged, but at the same time, work so hard. Just get that extra, like 5%. He was that guy, Kobe all the way. All right. I am team Kobe Bryant all day long. Anybody that scores 81 points in a game, come on, LeBron, you need to, you need two, you need two more rings to catch up. Kobe Bryant all day. All right, Mark, yeah. Round two. Chick-fil-A versus Chipotle. Well, let me preface first by saying I'm a Christian and um, 
<laughs> so I don't want that to be any indictment on anybody who's listening right now. So I'm going with Chipotle. Sorry, dog. I know that chicken's flavorlicious, baby. But you ain't doing nothing. All right, Trevor. Nothing with that burrito. What do you got? Chick-fil-A or Chipotle? Well, considering the number one, no pickle, no butter, is probably one of my favorite foods <laughs> oh. and things on earth. It's going to be Chick-fil-A with a chicken foot stomp all over Chipotle. Wrong. Come oh, on, man. Wow. It's not even no. close. Elizabeth Shue. It is too close. I mean, I'm talking Marco Huas. Marco Huas style foot stomp by the angry chickens. You can't say that it's a that that Chick Fil A just over, overruns Chipotle. Come on, they they both right here, have baby. a special place in my heart. So you know what? Both of you are right. Both they, have a number seven uh, at Chick Fil A and a burrito for me. Either way, I'm game. It's good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> now I need you to put your thinking caps on because this one's hard, guys. Okay. This one's very hard. It already feels hard. It's I'm, I'm here's the it right thing. Now. You're you're gonna have an inst- you're gonna instinctively want to choose uh, one of these guys, but you need to think. You ready? Mm-hmm. Trevor, Michael Jackson versus Prince. No, no, that's unfair. I don't want. I love the silence. So glad I don't have to go first. Well, before Michael Jackson got creepy, I would have said Michael Jackson, but I am going with Prince. Uh, he definitely won a place in my heart, and I actually liked it when he was that weird symbol. I like that song Seven when he was the weird symbol. Oh, Seven, I will watch them fall. It's mm. a good song right there. There's a, lot, no, there's a lot of good songs, but I will tell you, um, Prince never had a giraffe in his front yard, so I'm going with Michael Jackson. <laughs> hundred percent because I feel like if I had an opportunity, um, despite anything that's happened in the past, I would have probably rode that giraffe all the way, all the way. All right. Being that Michael Jackson outsold Prince by three, seven, 500 million records, a million records. records. But here's the thing. Prince, Prince didn't need anybody while Michael Jackson needed a bunch of handlers and songwriters. Prince didn't need any of that. Uh, Mark, you, you got something on your chest you want to get off there? What, what no, I was just, say? no, no, I was just saying I win. I was feeling oh, like I won. Yeah. I was like, point, I was pointing at me like, yes, I got Michael. I got Michael. I got the giraffe. Elephants, giraffes, tigers, everything. All right, here we go. Next round. Wait. Round Better love song in a movie. Glory of love <laughs> in Karate Kid Part 2 or My Heart Will Go On in the Titanic. I'm going to go... We're both going to say glory of love because no man. Yes, we are going to say glory of love. Is going to say anything about Titanic and Celine Dion. And there was enough room on that door for Jack. And we both know that. That's so true. Glory of love, iconic, great movie. Karate Kid 2. Come on. I'm going to I'm going to say this in all honesty guys. I have been I've been near, I've been far and I've been where <laughs> wherever you guys are. And I can tell you that does not make my heart go on. With that said, and I want to be completely honest with you right now in this in this moment, um all that's important to me right now is the glory of love. The glory of love. <laughs> All right. Love. It's unanimous. It's unanimous, everyone. The glory of love is clearly, clearly the better love song, like a knight in shining armor from a long time ago. All right, boys. Here we go. Elizabeth Shue. Mark. Mark. Yes. He-Man versus Lion-O from Thundercats. Oh, man. By the power oh, of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> it is 100% He-Man. But wait, 
why? I, I'm sorry. I f- actually feel I'm a little bit. I don't know. You, I guess you were. I'm sorry. I thought we were better friends. I guess that's where I'm going with right now. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm a He-Man guy. I felt like you were a He-Man guy. Maybe we've never talked about this before, but yeah. Um, He-Man all the way. All right, Trevor. No. God, I'm a, I might have to agree with Mark, but <laughs> okay, I'm going to defend it better. Thundercats. Lion-O, by the way, great question. Lion-O is a great question. Had to always have his friends help him. That's true. He-Man had one weird ghost with him with an O on him named almost Oreo or whatever his name was. <laughs> and he still defeated Skeletor over and over. Now, wasn't there a guy named Beastmaster is what a Skeletor No, that was the movie that I brought up beast, last week that you've never the seen. Beast Man. The, the was beast it Beastman? Beastman? There was a Beast something in He-Man. We'll have to uh, hey, we'll have to let you know on that. I, I'm just He-Man gonna, wins. Well, throw this out there real quick. Um, my mom said it was totally cool that I come over uh, to Wes's house on Saturday, and we could watch the Beastmaster. So, if you guys want to show up, it's cool. She said it was cool. Well, He Man did have to have his Battle Cat as well. So let's just right. not let's not the Battle Cat. He turned Cringer into the Battle Cat. That is accurate. That's true. That is true. So, I don't know, him. Wes. This is a hard one for you. I actually feel sad for you right now, trying to figure out what's going on in this chaotic conversation we're having. Uh, I'm going He Man all the way. Come yeah. on, I mean, by the power of Grey Skull. Yeah, they both had swords. They both had help but come on he man all, all day long mm-hmm. all right next one gentlemen next one we're gonna bust through Round these six. this is a hard one too these none of these are easy we got king leonidas from 300 versus the roman general maximus <laughs> decimus meridius from the gladiator who wins trevor Oh. Trevor, Trevor gets this. The, is easy. It's so this easy. Is not hard. It's Maximus. 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 Maximus whoops him like nothing. Wow. Maximus Aurelius of lions. He wasn't scared of lions. You think this guy's gonna scare uh, him? No way. No. Go Maximus. And that reminds me, I haven't seen Gladiator today yet. I, mean, I need to go watch him. <laughs> kick a guy in a pit, but when a guy stands in front of the entire world, looks off into the crowd, and says, "Look at me." Look what you took from me. Look what has been taken from me. But I will tell you this. I will see you today, tomorrow, or in eternity. But I can guarantee you this. I will have my revenge. Oh, pause, pause. Do that again, but do it with a better inflection this time. Like you were in the actual arena. On the count of three, take two. Okay. Speech by, ready? Like that was a little weak, though. I need, I need like full blown. Here. And listen, I'm gonna act like I'm gonna act like I'm walking, and then my hands (laughs) going through a field. Okay, so go ahead. I'm I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, go. I don't remember what the words were. Oh, what a letdown! Come on. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Wait, I think it's like like you took you took from me my family and my life and my. You sound like a guy from New York. Wait, hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done. Hold on. Hey, you took from me my family. Yeah, you took from me my family. You took from me my family, my life. Okay. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You took from me my family and my life, but I'm telling you, I will see you 
I will see you if it's not in this life or or the next life or eternity. This is already this derailed. Eternity. Eternity. What is eternity? Eternity. That that's that Man, was the New York version. Is I Russell Crowe on the show? I can't believe this. It sounded just that like was him. my Sean Connery guys. Crazy. That was our, my Christopher Walken. I can't remember. Guys, both of you are absolutely wrong. Anybody that kicks a dude in the chest and says this oh. is. Sparta! And then kicks him in the chest with no mercy whatsoever in regards to his life. Uh, uh, come on, that was it. All right, next one, guys. This is tough. This is tough. And I, and I am from Sparta, so yeah, that's a good point. Round All seven. right, this is tough. Sprees versus peanut M&Ms. So when I was a young lad, I was given a peanut M&M <laughs> in this bank. And I went behind the couch and spit it out. I have never spit out a spree. Mm. Spree wins. All right, Mark. Peanut M&Ms. I mean, because I'm an American, first of all. That's a thing. <laughs> um, second of all, I, I love America. So peanut M&Ms. <laughs> all right, guys. You both are correct. I love both candies equally. So well done, guys. Split the difference. You hit me with spree. Here we go. Next round. This is a tough one, guys. Kristen Wiig versus Tina Fey. Ooh. Mm, that is tough. That's they're both very Mar- iconic. Okay, Mark. Mark. I'm I'm gonna go with Tina Fey. I think that I, I mean this is like I didn't see that one coming. That's really fun. Tina Fey to me is one of just like the greatest comedic writers of our generation. She's so smart, so witty, and she's also has this great ability to incorporate other people's comedy and humor and personality into everything she does. I think um, she's actually as as brilliant as she is. I think she's actually under appreciated for how great she is and she's done great things and and for her to be a woman in comedy um in our generation she she she's just she's she's a game changer uh tina fey all the way she's amazing all right trevor tina fey definitely as funny as kristen wig is on camera super funny. i feel like she pretty much has the same skit this came the same kind of shtick over and over and tina fey to me is just on a different level tina fey it's a 50. Uh, <laughs> both of you are wrong. What? Clearly, Kristen Wiig is the winner of this competition because Tina Fey, to your point, Trevor, plays the same character as well. Yet, Kristen Wiig has Penelope. She's got the one character with the small hands. She's got all kinds like of... Like me! <laughs> Kristen Wiig, you're both wrong. All right, we're coming to the end of this, guys. Right. Th- these these last two are very difficult. Okay. I just, I'm going to prepare you right now, okay? Who's going first? You got you to launch it. Who's going first? Ask the question. Dylan. Trevor Daniel LaRusso versus AC Slater. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, AC Slater now, was a state champion and he was a he beat he beat Nedick in the you know from Valley in in probably the smallest wrestling mat I've ever seen in my life. Um, he also won 50 co- division 1 college matches as well according to his fandom page. Oh, okay, interesting. I know he got smoked right when he came to college. Oh, oh, oh. 
So who wins? Who wins? Daniel, Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso. All he has to do is do one of those katas that Mr. Miyagi taught him, and it doesn't matter how good of a mm. single leg. I think uh, AC Slater, when he actually fights in a cage, realizes that the wrestling mats on Say by the Bell weren't big enough. He won't be prepared. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso takes him. Mark. Okay. I, I, I don't win right now. I just, this question, I don't win because you guys know way too much about AC Slater. That is freaking freaking amazing how much you guys know about his past. So I would absolutely agree with Trevor that Daniel LaRusso wins, but also I agree on a level of AC Slater. You're AC Slater times 10. I I'm with that. Uh, I, I lose this one automatically emphatically. Well, and I choose to from the depths of my soul. Good Lord. You really remember that? (laughs) That's great. Guys, a reason AC Slater wins is because Miyagi-Do Karate is only really built and meant for defense. That's true. So Daniel is not going to be trying to win anything. So you both are wrong. All right, guys, last one. And I'm telling you, this is, this is incredibly difficult. I know what this question is. I feel it. No, it's not. I feel it. So difficult. Question is mark your first. Okay. It's about your boys. Nate Diaz versus Nick Diaz. Who wins in a fight? (laughs) And you can't be, you you can't just say, Oh no, I'm taking it in right now. I'm taking it in. Got to give an answer. Who wins in that fight? Um, Ooh, man, I hate to say either one, but I'm going to go with Nick. I think Nick wins that fight. I think, well, part of it is because Nick is naturally bigger. And I think that they know each other so well that if they were, I think that if that was actually a fight that was happening, I think they would both take it very seriously. I really do. I don't think that every fight's ever going to happen, but if it did, I think that, that they would take it very seriously. And I think that they would, they would try to beat each other. And if they did, I think that Nick would take him. And I, and again, I think it's because, um, they fight very similarly, but I think the size factor is a huge difference. And I also think that Nick would exploit the legs a little bit i think he would exploit the levels and i think he would also be a little bit faster with that with that left snap and i think that left snap if you know he knows his brother well he also knows that 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 uh that's that's his weak side and i think he would snap him pretty good on that so i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with nick on that one all right, Trevor. Yeah, I think I think Nick wins this fight. I think he's fought a little bit tougher competition. Um, he's he's twenty six and nine. Uh, he's only two years older, so I don't think age is a factor. But yeah, I think uh, I think sometimes it's just harder to beat your older brother. And I don't think that Nate's there, and I don't think he can beat him. Well, to your dismay and surprise, I actually think Nate Diaz would win this fight. And I don't think Nick's that much bigger. He walks around at two hundred and five pounds ish. Mm. Nick has also fought at 165 true and uh i think that uh the current landscape of mma you've got nate still winning fights where nick hasn't even fought in what four or five years i mean not in the cage but maybe on the street did you did you <laughs> sorry i just had to say oh, that. oh that's true <laughs> on the street you didn't, you didn't think about the street you didn't think you about didn't the, think street. the street all right here we go uh as always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement, so please give us your thoughts, and specifically if you have any topic ideas we would like to hear about, 
please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page. And also, please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, rate it, or your platform of choice. It helps people find us and honestly makes us feel good, too. We will be back next week with more fun and banter. We look forward to seeing you then. Love you all, my MMA Podcast Nation. Have a great week and stay healthy out there. And just as a final thought, if anything is possible in the world, I would like to see both of the DS brothers on one card in February of 2021. And that's all I have to say. You, you know who I feel sorry for, guys? Whoever lines up against Caleb Sperlin this Saturday. Go uh, App oh. State. Ooh. Oh, let's go, Caleb. Do it, bro. Do let's it. Go. I'm going to edit all that out, too. <laughs> going to edit all that out, too. <laughs> all right. We done. Peace. We done. Peace. <laughs>